Hello, everyone. My name is Keon Henderson, and welcome to Take Action with Keon, the podcast. You remember last time we talked about our limit list, all of those things that keep us bound, those things that tell us that we can or that we cannot. We discovered that all of that was a fictitious attempt at reality, that in actuality there is nothing that you cannot do if you put your mind to it. According to the National Highway and Traffic Association, 70% of all fatal car accidents happen at 40 miles per hour or less. I asked myself a question several years ago. If most people face imminent death at 40 miles per hour, then why do we have speed limits? And since we do have speed limits, why are they so high? If most deaths occur at 40 miles per hour and below, then why isn't the national speed limit on all highways and byways 40 miles per hour? In Germany, on the other end, on the Autobahn, which is a famous road where there are no speed limits, it is a known fact that there are not as many deaths in a place where there are no speed limits. See, a speed limit is in conflict with a speedometer. Every car I have ever been in has the potential to go faster than the limit. The street that I live on has a five mile per hour speed limit. Once you exit our neighborhood, you find another street where the speed limit is about 20 miles per hour. Just about a mile from there, there is a famous thoroughway near our home called the Beltway here in Houston, Texas. And the speed limit on that stretch of highway is 70 miles per hour. Within two miles of my house, there are three limits. And all of them are slower than my car's capability. If I am remembering correctly, I think my dashboard says about 120, 130 miles per hour. So that means that my car, if it stays within the limits of my home, will never be able to reach its full potential. Because a limit is anything that does not allow you to reach your full potential. <laughs> now, ladies, you may laugh at this, but you could be dating a limit. Guys, this may seem shocking to you. You could be working in a place that limits your capacity and full potential. You're not shocked when I tell you that I read the Bible. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 3, that you should break up your fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. In other words, don't plant weeds in your soil because they will limit the growth of your harvest. You see, your life is a garden. You're growing all types of fruit and vegetables in that garden. Maybe the fruit of possibility. Maybe you're planting the tree of capability. Maybe you're starting your own business. Maybe you're writing a book. Or maybe you were gifted a company through the loss of a loved one to carry on the torch of legacy. You see, your life is this amalgam of opportunities that are presented with both success and failure. 
and the limitations of whether you will rise or fall, succeed, win, or lose. It's all determined by what you allow to grow in your intimate space. See, a person who limits or restricts themselves is a person who suffers in the presence of plenty. Now, I know that statement may not come as clear in the initial listening of this recording, but I guarantee you that as you listen to this podcast at least two or three times over the next several days, that statement will begin to take root in your mind and you will understand that a person who limits or restricts themselves is a person who suffers in the presence of plenty. John 10 and 10 says, I have come that you may have life and that you may have that life more abundantly. You see, limits can be so destructive that even when you have the courage to imagine, you can't find the strength to arrive. <laughs> Limitations can also cause a person to suffer in the midst of opportunities and possibilities. You see, I define limitations as a destiny that has been tampered with. I'm going to say that again. And if you're not driving, I want you to write that down. If you are driving, please, ma'am, please, sir, don't write it down. Just replay this when you are in a place where you can write. Keep your hands on the wheel. But if you are at the office, if you are in the living room, if you're in the kitchen, maybe you're in the restroom. I don't know where you are, but write this down. A limit is a destiny that has been tampered with. One of the indications of a destiny that has been tampered with is that the owner of the destiny won't pursue it. It's your destiny. It's your calling. It's your idea. It's your talent. It's your gift. So why wouldn't you pursue something that is already yours? That's because someone tampered with it. Someone told you you couldn't. Someone told you that you shouldn't. Someone said it was too expensive. Somebody told you, you're not smart enough for that. Someone told you, oh, you're a single mother and you'll never have time to do it. Someone told you, ah, you're not a real man. You'll never be able to accomplish that. All of those things should be on your limit list. All of those things are things that people have put in your mind. And what I refer to as someone tampering with your destiny. One of the things I've also learned that can limit you is that the lack of listening often translates into limits. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 10, when he called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand. Two things there, hear and understand. I'll say it again, hear and understand. Hearing is actually the act of listening with action behind it. So you could listen to someone. You're listening to this podcast, but the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And so the way I know that you will hear this podcast, this recording, this conversation that you and I are having with one another, I will know that you heard it when you get up and you do something with the information. It's not what you swallow that pollutes your life. 
but what you vomit. Now, I know that may sound vulgar, but I really want to work your mind and give you the opportunity to not just hear these words, but to see these words. It's not what you swallow that pollutes your life, but what you vomit. In other words, it is not what you ingest, but it is what you exhale. What do you see? You know, I was just talking to a colleague just a moment ago before we started this recording, and she and I were going about the difference of whether or not a person should look in their past. She had heard me preach sermons before, and she said, now, Pastor, don't forget, you just preached a sermon about not looking in the past. I said to her, there is a difference between looking in the past and reflection. You see, whenever you are reflecting, you are still looking forward. But reflection gives you the ability to see what's behind you. And you, can for not, you can't forget those things which are behind you, but you should still be pressing towards the mark. Earl Nightingale said in The Strangest Secret that we become what we think about. Isn't that a revelation? Solomon said, as a man thinketh, so is he. Luke says, consider carefully how you listen. Whatever you do, learn to listen well. And learning to listen well will help you to leave your limits behind. Not only can you be limited by how you listen, you can also be limited by who leads you. You see, in that same scripture that we talked about in Matthew, there were blind men who were leading blind men. When a blind man leads a blind man, they both end up in a ditch because neither one of them have the ability to see. When the blind lead the blind, the teacher and the taught are both ignorant of the truth. You're always in a pit if you look at it from this perspective and being punished because whenever you're following somebody who's going nowhere, you will both end up at the same time. So here's what I suggest, that if you are in a circle of people and influenced by people who have the same situation as you, perhaps you don't put that person down because of the same situation but you implement others into that circle who may have another problem but don't have your same problem. Let me give you a story. If you are a blind person, or let me tell it this way, because I said it was a story. There's a story about an actual blind person who was trying to get to the front of the line, but he could not see. And in front of that line, there was a man who was offering sight. The problem was, is that the man who was in the line tapped on the shoulder of the man who was in front of him and said, hey, I'm trying to get to the front of the line to get sight. Can you help me? He turns around and looks at the man and said, I would help you if I could see. You see, sometimes we possibly are tapping on resources that are bankrupt in the same areas that we're bankrupt that are limited in the same areas that we are limited. A smarter proposition would be that if you are blind, find somebody who can see. Now, they may not be able to hear, 
but at least they can help you in your deficiency. You've got to make sure that you understand that you can be limited by how you listen and you can be limited by who leads you. You know, as I look at this story and I hear the writer talking about blind men leading blind men, the story goes that the disciples came and said, do you know the Pharisees where they offered, where they heard themselves saying, but he says to them, every plant which my heavenly father has planted will be uprooted. Every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Then the scripture says, let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, they will both end up in a ditch. Is it possible that you have been looking for blind information to lead you into the area of sight? It is my prayer, my hope, and my proposition that as you take action with me today, that I want you to circumvent your system. I want you to look at it inside and out. And I want you to ask yourself and exercise authority and say, am I in this pit because I let someone lead me there? It's a great question. It's a great proposition. Are you still without understanding? You won't be after we finish today. You know, there is also a story that I love to tell about a donkey that was tied up by the road. And you know, the story goes that the donkey had never been ridden. In other words, he had the capability, but no one had ever given him the opportunity. And so he stayed in the middle of that road. No one ever gave him a shot. Nobody ever patted him on his head. Nobody ever took any carrots to feed it to him because they thought, ah, He's not important. He's tied up by the road. And sometimes we make unfair judgments about things that have not been given opportunities. You know, one of the old adages is when you're going for a job or you're looking to be hired, they don't typically hire you if you don't have any experience. And my answer to that question always is, if no one gives you a chance, how will you ever get the experience? So I want to talk to somebody who's on the other end of this microphone and perhaps has headphones up to your ears or listening through this, uh, to this podcast through a, a Bluetooth device. I want you to get ready to take action and know that the limits are getting ready to fall off of your life because you, yes, you, you're listening right now to me, which is half of the battle. Faith comes by hearing. And so the more you hear, the more you can do. And then after you change your listening, you're going to change your leader. You're going to change your leader. Now, that, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, that you're going to change the leader on the outside of you. But what it could mean is that you're going to change the leader inside of you. Because, you know, nobody can lead you without your permission. Studies of the American workforce indicate that since the 1990s, 
employees have steadily begun to work more hours and take on greater workloads, all while being granted fewer vacation days and overall benefits. If that's the case, then why are you allowing a company to lead you when your goal is to take your family around the world and to expose them to new dimensions? There is nothing wrong with having a job, but there is something wrong with having a job if your goals are to be free. If your goals are to be in that company and to work your way up to the top and to be a manager or to be a supervisor or to perhaps uh, be a, 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 a sharer in interest, then that's a good goal to have. But if your goal is to go to bed late, wake up even later, <laughs> take your children to Disney World three or four times a year, be at all of your children's recitals, basketball games, football games, dance practices, if you want to take your children to school and from school, then a job is actually a limit. You have to ensure that what you are pursuing matches with what you've dreamed. And let me tell you what a dream is. A dream is nothing more than a thought that is asking for permission to live. So I say to you, find the person who may be weak in another area, but is not weak in the same area as you. Listen well, and I promise you that if you learn to listen well, and if you learn to be led well, I can guarantee you, you will find yourself with the shackles and the limitations beginning to fall off of you. I want you to repeat after me, no more limits. You must didn't say it because I didn't hear you. I want you to muster the strength to shout it as loud as you can. Now, your dog may bark. The cat may meow. The neighbor, I'm sure if you live in an apartment, they're going to go crazy. It's worth the noise ordinance fee that you're getting ready to get as they write you up and send your name to the front office for the freedom that you're going to get on the end of this recording. All right. Are you ready? Are your lungs filled with air? You ready? Are your hands on your hip? <laughs> Shout no more limits. Now, do you feel better? Because if you begin to speak to yourself, you will already have a definition before anybody gets a chance to define you. There are no limits. There is nothing you cannot do. There is no wall you cannot climb. There is no ocean you cannot swim across. There is no job that you cannot have. There is no company that you cannot open. There is no book that you cannot write. There is no speech that you cannot give with articulation. There is no opportunity that is too good for you. I don't care where you were born. I don't care where you came from. I don't care how many times you missed the hug from a parent or perhaps no one told you they loved you. Today, in this moment, you're leaving your limits. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends and colleagues it's time to take action and subscribe to this podcast. Follow Kian Henderson on social media at Pastor Kian. Visit the website daily for lifestyle, leadership, and learning at kianhenderson.com. Until next time, keep leading. Keep learning and keep doing life.